1: Inside sources. Inside sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around, around the, the world. world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. AM. Welcome back, everyone. It's a Tuesday edition of Inside Sources, the extended version. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us. We have all kinds of cool kids in the building today. Fantastic. we got some great uh, kids out in the hallway checking out what's going on. We uh, always like nice visitors. And Gustavo likes to hang with the cool kids. So you're now part of the cool kids, Gustavo. Uh, We were talking before the break. Uh, about courage, about what it takes to really have uh, courage in our elected officials. Uh, one of our texters on our Utah Community Credit Union text line uh, wrote in and said, can we add the courage to admit being wrong? Uh, I think that's a, an important part of the thing. When we do get new information, can you change your position? Are you willing to have that conversation? Uh, great comment by one of our texters. I also want to get one more before we uh, jump on to Mr. Scaramucci and uh, some interesting things about a very transactional president. Uh, this uh, texter wrote in and said the, the question uh, is if someone, for instance, gives a, a negative review at a restaurant and the owner doesn't like that review and he may protest a little bit, uh, but what if it's wrong? What if, the, uh, what if it, the customer was the one in the wrong? Or what if the customer just wasn't telling the truth or wasn't even a customer and just wanted to hurt their business? That would be very different. Uh, and so I, I love the fact that the, uh, the texter calls out and says, I don't have a problem with politicians calling out news that is untrue. And I completely agree with that. Uh, and the uh, texture also said, I feel like uh, they, the press, are often held to a different standard and given too much leeway. Uh, I want freedom of speech and I want them to report. But reporting accurate and not mis- with misleading information is very important to me. Uh, and so the question was, do you feel the press is not held accountable enough when it is brought to their attention that they are wrong or inaccurate. Uh, Great, great text and a lot to chew on there uh, because I do agree. The the press absolutely needs to be held to account when they are wrong. They need to be willing to admit when they make mistakes. And they've got to be committed to that rigorous journalism uh, that gets to the truth and that they don't race. To, To me, the balance is always this. You can do instant analysis but we have to be very, very careful about instant certainty. And too often in the press, we are prone to get to instant certainty. This is what it is. This is how it happened. This is what it means. Uh, And often we don't have all the information. And we saw that numerous times over the course of the last year, where what was initially reported by the press, even in good faith sometimes, uh, just turned out to be wrong. And so in our rush to report we also need to make sure we have the discipline of restraint and the courage to correct. Uh, those are all really important parts of the process. So great, great text coming in today. Always appreciate that on our Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, and you can always weigh in on that on uh, five seven five zero zero five seven five zero zero. Uh, always want to hear what's on your mind. So great takes today. Appreciate that. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. We've uh, we've talked a little bit over the last twenty four hours. Uh, About Mister Scaramucci, and uh, he's suddenly having a change of heart uh, over a president that he defended and wanted to work for, and uh, really interesting. This is what uh, he had to say:
0: How are we all tolerating this? So, so to me, I'm just saying it. it, Last week, arguably one of the worst weeks in his presidency. And again, I'm not talking about things that happened to him politically from a legislation point of view or things like that, but just from the way he's acting as a human being. So. To me, a couple more weeks like this, I really do believe there will be a groundswell in the party where people say, hey, the policies are great, but you're setting us up uh, the way Jimmy Carter set up the Democratic Party where they went into the wilderness for 40 years. So so those are my opinions. I'm very proud to state them. And, uh, you know, listen, I mean, if you saw the Chernobyl series, it did not end well. So uh, we're in the first two episodes now. Let's see how this thing uh, uh, unfolds. You are no longer an active-minded. You people. are no longer, hey, Anthony. I just, I just don't want to pass this by. So people, you are no longer an active supporter of President Trump and his reelection bid. Yeah, I think that's, I, th- I think that's pretty obvious from over the weekend. I mean, the guy's you know, actually dissembling a little bit, and he's sounding more and more nonsensical. And you know, we're sort of anesthetized to it, and people inside of Washington, oh yeah, that's just President Trump. Just let him act like that, but. You know, you're you're fracturing the institutions and all of the things that the country stands for. So that's not worth the economic policy.
1: All right. That's uh, Anthony Scaramucci. Again, he was the uh, communications director for 11 days uh, with President Trump, was part of the the campaign at the end uh, or the transition, I should say, and uh, obviously wanted to be part of that. It uh, didn't work out. and And now he's really shifted gears and uh, has said, no, it might be time for the Republican Party to think about a replacement, to think about something else. I don't think that's uh, happening uh, anytime soon. But it's, it's a really interesting thing that the point that I want to get to is the fact that uh, something we've talked about before on this program, and that is that President Trump, for better or worse, is transactional. Uh, he, he is not a relationship guy. And so that's an important thing to understand. Everything is a transaction. I I think uh, the biggest mistake that uh, Leader McConnell has made in the United States Senate is he believes he has a relationship with the president and he doesn't. He just has a series of transactions. And as long as the transactions work, everybody's good. Uh, But the president will be uh, arm in arm with Mitch McConnell on some days and he'll fire a shot across the bow the next. And it's everything is just a transaction. The challenge with transactional leaders is they often end up very isolated. Why? Because they don't have relationships. so they don't really have what is a traditional inner circle. So for example, if you look at the presidencies of Barack Obama and George W. Bush, both served two terms, and whether you like their policies or not, whether you liked them personally or not, both of them, had very loyal inner circles, and those in the inner circle were fiercely loyal. And so that helps a leader to know they have some trusted advisors who are going to be there for the long haul, people who can go through experience, highs and lows, good and bad, and can still provide good counsel and good advice. Again, whether you agree with it or not, that's a separate issue. But both George W. Bush and President Barack Obama, both of them had inner circles based on relationships, not transactions. So one of the things we've seen during the Trump presidency is that when people leave his administration, they are not fiercely loyal. They talk, they write books uh, very rapidly, faster than than most if you have someone who is part of the inner circle and loyal, they usually wait a few years before they, they write the tell-all book or do something that has some juicy nugget in it. Uh, but for the most part, uh, they keep it to themselves and they wait. They let some time pass. Uh, so the fact that you've had so many that were former members of the president's inner circle that have already written books and are already out there on the circuit talking about it, uh, like Mr. Scaramucci, uh, it it really is telling and the thing that we have to watch out for, uh, I, I did an, an interview today that will broadcast down the road uh, with Joel Peterson, uh, the chairman of JetBlue. And we we're talking about this issue of trust and what leaders do. And an isolated leader is rarely an effective leader because the higher the stakes, the greater the pressure, the bigger the difficulty, the harder it is for a leader to not be isolated. And if you're transactional, you're going to get isolated very fast. makes it hard to get all the information you need. It's harder for people to to challenge you and to say, no, that's not what we're going to do, or you really need to think about this. Uh, And having played the role of chief of staff, there are times when a leader needs someone to say, you need to really think about this, or I'm not sure that's the best strategy. Why are you going that direction? You have to ask the hard questions. But you can only do that if you have trust and a relationship. If you're just based on transaction, you know you're likely out the door if you disagree. And that doesn't lead to good leadership. All right, we'll continue this conversation as we roll along. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources on a Tuesday. Stay with us right here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport.